what have you been watching? Um, let's see. I watched the first couple episodes of the new season of Only Murders in the Building. Um, I watched the first couple episodes of the new season of Reservoir Dogs, which I didn't realize the new season was out, and it's the last season, and that makes me really sad because that show has not hit a bad note yet. I love it. Um, I finished The Horrors of Dolores Roach. It was meh. Totally different than what the the podcast was. A podcast, spoiler alert, like, she disappears down into the sewers, which, I mean, okay. Yeah, she, like, becomes, like, a sewer person. I don't understand. But, um, it was weird. And then, we were, the kids and I watched the first episode of season two of Good Omens, but it's been so long since that first season came out that I'm, like, completely lost and I'm not into it. So I need to- I think I might need to go back and watch the first one again. I need to revisit it because I'm like, "Mm, I don't- what's happening so i don't know um we just we that was like a solid week ago or so since we watched it so i don't know and then i watched two movies on netflix because i wandered over to netflix i haven't wandered over there in forever (laughs) i really need to cancel my netflix because i'm never watching it and i watched the new the remake of river wild remember that 90s movie with meryl streep and kevin Kevin bacon how do you put kevin bacon and meryl streep in a movie but i don't know it worked this did not. Sorry. <laughs> it just didn't. I mean, having the bad guy be the weird kid from the OC, like the weird kid that he, like the family that he moves in with. What? Yeah, he's the bad guy. Oh, spoilers, guys. I mean, it's pretty mm-hmm. clear from the very first, like, 10 minutes that he's the bad guy. Very weird. And then um, I watched Happiness for Beginners. It's also on Netflix. And it had Ellie Kemper, you know, Kimmy Schmidt, The Office. Mm-hmm. And I don't. It was stupid. It was this woman, like, in her 40s, and she's going to go, like, find her happiness. So she decides to go completely unprepared on this hike like she's from that movie Wild, like she's Cheryl Strayed. And it's just stupid. It's stupid. It's a comedy, but it is stupid. Don't waste your time. Anywho, that's it. All right. Well, let's see. I finished The Bear. No. Well, my husband and I finished The Bear. It was great. So Loved good. it. <laughs> I think he and I watched a totally different show. Because at the end, he... He had all these thoughts, and I was like, no. What? <laughs> what thoughts did he have? I'm so confused. You know, I don't, it was like, oh, I see what I see what they're setting up for. And I was like, what do you mean what they're setting up for? Like, it, they did it. And he was like, well, I know, but like, okay, the, there's going to be spoilers, so if you haven't finished the bear. He's like, I know, but like, Carmi was locked in the, the freezer the whole time. And I was like, I know. I was like, that was the whole point, that they didn't really need Carmi. Like, they did it. Like, he trained them. He, he made them a team yeah, so they could do it on their own. He made them the team that could do it without him. And that that was what this was all about. And I, I don't know. And then, then there was, like, some other thing. Um, oh, about the girl. Oh, and the mom. And he was like, why, does that, why did that guy care so much about the mom? I was like, you mean Sugar's husband? And he was like, oh, that was Sugar's husband? I was like, oh, my God. What the Where fuck? have you Who been? How do you not know Pete? <laughs> Jesus. He's like, why did he care so much about the mom? I was like, because he cares about Sugar. And he knew how much it meant for her to have her mom there. That's why he was. I was like, wow. Wow. Okay. And the fact that she's pregnant and about to have a baby. And she doesn't have a relationship <sighs> with her mom. With and... her mother. Yeah. Oh, Ugh. Ugh. oh my God. <laughs> it was like another thing with the girl. The, um, Claire. Oh, shoot. I... Or Sydney. 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 And I was just like, I, I, I can't, I can't, 
I don't think I can talk you through this show, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> well, that's, I, <laughs> I mean, liked it. That's in, I mean, it's interesting to see it from another perspective. I was just talking to a friend yesterday and her husband is one of those people, like when you first meet him, you're like, God, why are you asking me so many questions? But then, and I was telling her, I was like, he asks kind of like the, really the best questions, things I'd never think about. Like we've done do theater together and like, he just will. Like has the best he's and he's very earnest and he's just very like it's not coming from a bad place he just wants to understand it can like it got annoying at first but now I love it like he asked questions I'm like oh okay well I didn't think about that let's think about that for a minute so I like when you know somebody's like yeah like he saw it as though the the opening night was a failure because Carmi didn't get to be involved in it whereas I saw it as a huge success because. They didn't need Carmi because this whole two seasons was Carmi imparting what he knew to these people who were just winging it and they ran that thing like a freaking boss. But if you look at it, though, he watched it from Carmi's point of view. Yes. He saw it as like as Carmi saw it, that it was a failure. I fucked up. I, you know, I was not there to hold everything together. You saw it from everybody else's perspective, which is really cool. Like, I, I love a time. show that has, I love a show like that. I love it. It's layered. Yes. Layered. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then the only other thing is that my daughter and I went to go see the Barbie movie. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I'm going to go see it again next week with uh, another friend of mine. And it's going to be great. And I love it. And I loved it so much. I thought it was great. Uh, but that's like another thing that I think I saw that movie differently from what a lot of people saw it like a lot of people looked at it like the whole like America Ferreira speech everybody's like oh I cried during that it was so beautiful I didn't even realize that we were in the America Ferreira speech (laughs) until it was almost over and I was like oh that was the thing everybody's been talking about but for me the best parts were all the scenes with the Kens Ken and the Kens, uh, Weird Barbie, and Alan. Those were like, they were my favorite characters, and those were my favorite scenes. I think maybe maybe it's different, like, coming, I mean, it really shouldn't be, but maybe it's different because I, I don't have girls, and I saw it with my boys, and they were unimpressed. I mean, they laughed. I mean, there's funny stuff, so they laughed at, but I fell asleep at one part of it. <laughs> I'm sorry. What but, part? Um, when she's in, like, when she's first talking to Rhea Perlman, like, that first, like, when she's in the kitchen, and she's, t- I fell asleep during that. Okay, let me tell you that I did not understand what was going on there. I was like, why is this old lady having an apartment in this yeah, building? Yeah, I, I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep during that, and then, because my son hit me really hard, because apparently he <laughs> felt me going under, and, like, I was like, what's going on? Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was okay. I I think it was okay. It was not one that I'm going to, like, seek out and watch over and over again. I'll probably watch it again when it comes out on, like, Peacock or whatever. But it's not – I don't know. It was okay. But it was really fun going to the movie theater because now we have two movies that are coming out soon that we want to see. We want to see Blue Beetle, yeah. which is coming out very, very soon, like, in a week or so. And then another movie called Dumb Money, which is about the whole thing with the GameStop stock, which I remember – all of that happening and this movie is based on the guy who basically caused all the um oh what are they called hedge fund people to lose a shit ton of money i don't know anything i don't know anything about that story oh, and gosh. i haven't seen a trailer for that, for that movie that's weird you should look at it you i I'll look really it up that you, you would enjoy it yeah because yeah okay i was really sad i get a lot of my trailer information from tiktok now so <laughs> Anyhow. oh well i don't ever know what's in the theater period because i don't watch any 
like thing with commercials. We don't go to movies. So this was a whole new experience for me. I was like, wow, there's stuff coming out. Anyway, hi, everybody. Welcome to That's So Original Podcast. I'm Kelly, who very rarely sees movies. I'm here with my friend Tiffany, who sees all the movies. Hi, Tiffany. Hi, I love all the movies. We, we go all mm. the time. And we are here today talking about Cruel Summer. This is season two, episode three. This is called Bloody Knuckles. Why? Why? That's what I was going to Why? Like, is, was there... Okay, this is nope. this is not like um, Yellow Jackets where you had to like decode something. They're usually really like blatantly. <laughs> this is not it's subtle. Not neat. <laughs> but I never saw any bloody knuckles in this episode. And I was going to ask you like, did I like miss it? Because I was doing, I watch it on my phone and type it on my laptop, and I was like, wait, did I did I miss something? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes when we would go through Yellow Jackets, it would we'd get like an epiphany right. i don't think that's gonna happen i but don't we'll either see. I don't, okay we'll see because i was kind of lo- looking over my notes because i was fixing all the spelling mistakes and i was like i don't see nothing but okay yeah well and also nothing happened in this episode nothing. and somehow i have more notes than any other one that we've done so far i don't feel like summer. i have as many notes and i could i think i was sort of like this is boring i'm not even gonna write that's, this all out it's probably my extemporaneous <laughs> like this is stupid why are we doing this why are we here who are these people Oh, okay. I think it's me starting us off. You get the on-screen text. Basically, we are moving forward a day in all of our timelines. Got it? Okay. Got it. So, in the summer of 99, Isabella is packing. Megan is telling her they're they're in the Airstream, Gulfstream, uh, whatever, and RV. And Megan is telling her it's only a one-night trip. But that does not deter Isabella from packing her entire closet. She packs like I do. At home, I wear the same pants three days in a row. And when I pack for vacation, I pack like I'm going to wear a different outfit to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I, I don't know why, but that is how I that is how I do it. Megan is doing her damnedest to talk Isabella out of going to whatever this is just all together. Uh, she says, oh, it's, it's just a bunch of guys running around farting. And it's like super lame. But Isabella is like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I and love Megan farts. says, <laughs> I love farting <laughs> and boys doing stupid boy things. And Megan's like, well, it's usually guys only. I was like, but you always go. So this makes no sense. But Isabella doesn't care. Farting or not, she's going. Okay. In the winter of 99, in the blue times, Megan is losing her shit because she has found out that Isabella, 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 Isabella told her mom that it was her on the tape. Isabella tries to apologize. And then she says, look, she was looking at me like I'm a monster. I couldn't stand for her to think I would betray you like that. And Megan is screaming at Isabella. She's like, you said that only the three of us could know. And Isabella's like, yeah, but your mom has become like a second mom to me and Megan like I could write this shit like I knew exactly what she was going to say because she was like except she's not your mom she's mine and I was like okay do you want her to keep the secret because this attitude would ha- <laughs> this ain't it I would be running straight to the almighty principal I would Isabella be telling said, everybody it was me I'm a movie that was star. not me that was that bitch Megan okay 
Isabella says, I know all this was my idea, and I'd do it again, because ride or die or whatever, but it seems like you've been leaning on Luke way more than me lately, and I'm really jealous about it. If the tables were turned, would you even consider doing the same for me? And I think we've already had this conversation where Megan was like, sure, but this time <laughs> Megan doesn't even answer, because she knows damn well she would. She's like, I'm, I, 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 who are you again? What's, what's what is uh who you live in my driveway so um in the summer of 2000 the sheriff has come back to megan's house this time she doesn't jump out of the window though so debbie lets him in she's like is everything all right and he says uh no because a sheriff just showed up to your door like that's never gonna be a good thing debbie he says the ballistics have come back on the gun that shot luke it's registered to steve chambers and i was like did i miss I feel like I missed something huge, like where they found a gun or a bullet. Or We're going to come back to it. We'll get there. The camera pans out, and we see that Megan and Isabella are listening in. He continues. He says there were three sets of prints on the gun. Luke's, Isabella's, and Megan's. I said, "Where again, where did they find this gun? No one thought to wipe it off. Why don't you just lick it while you're at it? These people are dumb. I love that they're all taking us in from separate corners of this house that all conveniently look over this one room. I'm like, oh. this is an open concept for sure. So weird. So back in the summertime of the past, Luke and their friends are breaking bottles when the girls show up at this cabin. Like this is because this is what boys do. They just break bottles. So Isabel gives Luke a big hug and the boys are giving wolf whistles like, ooh, hugging so scandalous. <laughs> Luke tells them they're going to have to get used to having a girl around for once. Oh, no offense, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> Megan says, none taken. Ever. <laughs> You're so mean to her. Why is she friends with these people? They make her play. They make her play Marco Polo alone. They all jumped out of the pool. They they bring her to their guy party. I think just she to make them sandwiches. She by herself so many times. <laughs> I was just curious to say, she's by herself so many times in this episode. Like making sandwiches by herself. Just hanging out by herself. I'm fine. I'm Megan. <laughs> I like boys. So Isabella says, Megan, warn me about your farting party. It's going to be great. I don't scare that easily. And I brought a gas mask. And Megan says, wait until Jeff forces us to watch Boob Camp for the Underwire. And I was like, what is this? Oh, wait, where is Jeff? Luke says he doesn't know. Then Jeff arrives filming them through a Jason hockey mask. And Isabella says, oh, protect me from the killer. So Isabella and Luke run off. And Jeff helps Megan unpack the car. Because that's all she's really here for. She's... And then, like, what is she unpacking? They're just overnight. Whatever. I don't know. And he tells her, well, he brought Halloween to watch. Because he knows it's one of her favorites. And she's like, she is giddy. Because, oh, Halloween? What? So Megan watches Isabella giggling with Luke and makes a face. And my caption said, one, this character's not even supposed to be there yet. But it said, my caption said, Brent says, princess farts here and there. <laughs> what? what is that? That's what it said. Because I was like, I, went, I even went back and I was like, princess farts. <laughs> what is... What? <laughs> What the fuck was the direction for this scene? And Brett's not even in the scene. The, you I don't know. know. Whoever's writing the caption is like, this show's stupid. Princess farts here and there. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, just consolidate the, the whole part with Brent. So dumb. So in the winter, so this, you know, they say, for some reason, 
Megan's favorite thing is just to randomly drive down to the docks, not do anything there, and just drive home. That's like their, that's their go-to thing. So she drives to the docks with Isabella, and she tells Isabella that she would do the same for her. You know, she would take the blame for the sex tape, ride or die. She thought She's thought about it, and she really doesn't want Isabella to tell her secret. So she's like, I would totally do this for you, <laughs> ride or die. So, and by the way, taking the heat for the tape was a huge deal. And I get why you told my mom, but I was kind of hoping she'd never find out. And Isabella goes, yeah, me too. And I was like, then why did you fucking tell her if you were hoping she'd never find out? I was hoping she'd never, like, listen to me when I talked. I don't know. (laughs) And Megan says she hates Isabella being mad at her. It feels horrible. And asks for her forgiveness. And I was like, okay, somebody's licking boots so they don't spill a secret. Mm-hmm. Alright, do the do the stupid okay. Brent thing. Since you apparently it's so have dumb. already inserted Brent into the equation. Okay. Like Back in the past, this random dude, I don't not, these are all friends of Luke's that we don't know their names. Okay. Um this random dude tells Isabella and Luke that they can have the bed and because the rest of them will have a great view for the floor. And I was like, Wow, you guys are a bunch of fucking creeps. And Isabella says no, and he and another that he and another guy can have it because they are obviously gay. And I was like, ooh, sick burn. Wow. Brent walks in with Parker, so I don't know where he went from the princess part conversation. I don't where he's coming from, but he's carrying firewood. And Luke says, "Why are you here? You were just talking about princess farts. It's weird." And I oh wait, I have it in my notes. Obviously, to talk about farts. <laughs> uh, anyways. Brent says their dad wanted him to come. He doesn't want Luke stealing Ned's firewood. The nut job will shoot your bony ass. Well, Ned must be like the Google guy that lives on the The, hill. Right. Yeah. And Luke says, great. Well, you can go now. And Brent says, well, he and Parker deserve something for their trouble. (laughs) Beer me, dude. (laughs) So dumb. It reminded me of Andy from Office. Beer me. Beer me, though. Oh, yeah. So, in the winter times at the police station, Luke is there doing his little police intern thing, and he looks like he hasn't slept in days. He looks like shit. The sheriff says, hey, buddy, you made a mistake. You'll figure out how to make it right. Okay? All right. That was a quick little scene. Well, why are they letting teens file things? This makes me wonder why there's so many cold cases in their county. They have teenagers filing stuff. Anyway. (laughs) In the green times, the future in summer... Megan is click-clacking on her laptop at the bar where she used to work, or still works, we don't know. She notices a news report on the TV talking about Luke and how he had narcotics in his system, so the police suspect murder. The lady beside her at the bar suddenly gets chatty about how the coffee is terrible and how about she must have picked a really bad time to visit. And on the TV, the newscaster is saying how they found a stray bullet in the wall of the cabin. So there you go, ballistics. They found a bullet. I think they also said something about blood belonging to Luke being found there, but the lady at the bar was talking, like, over the newscast, so I couldn't really hear, and my captions didn't separate it. But anyway, all of a sudden, this lady drops the act, and she's like, so did you grow up with Luke? And Megan's like, what? And then she's like, oh, you two were dating, right? Megan is totally caught off guard, and then it clicks. Ah, this is a reporter. She tells Megan that the world wants to hear her side of the story. I was like, the whole world wants to know about this Chatham thing? Wow, that's so impressive. Megan packs up her shit. She dumps the coffee all over this lady's plate and walks out. Well, I am so confused. One, the news reporter on the TV is just referring to him as Luke, not 
chamber the chambers boy or they, they just luke no this is this is world it's famous very right professional okay. and yeah. the person on the news is the lady that is sitting next to her how Wait, is she, what how is she live reporting yeah she's right next to her that's how how she figured out she was a reporter it's the same girl from oh, the shit. tv i didn't even realize that because that makes no sense it's, i was like help it that's in my notes help it make sense because i don't know and i was like the Jeanette of it all why does going through it mean you're rude to everyone and you need extra eyeliner <laughs> right so we're with Isabella and some woman named Rebecca with a very thick accent. Isabella tells Rebecca that she surprised her parents and her. Rebecca says her parents would be there if they could, to which Isabella replies, yeah, okay. I think this is a lawyer that the parents have hired to try to smooth the situation over. They don't like explicitly say that, but it's pretty clear as this episode goes along. She, she being Rebecca, says, okay, let's start with your fingerprints on the gun. Isabella says that she and Megan used the gun last summer for target practice. And then the lady's like, okay, I understand there's a sex tape. And Isabella's like, yeah, but that wasn't me. It was, it was totally Megan. I just took the blame. It seemed right at the time, but now it seems kind of pointless. But anyway, even though there's only a few people who know it was Megan on the tape, it still screws her more, right? And the lady's like, uh, actually, you're both screwed. But you're the outsider, so you're going to be suspect number one. There's another thing we also need to consider, that the police might think that you and Megan are working together. And Isabella is like, well, we have barely even talked in months. Rebecca tells her to keep her contact with Megan and Debbie to a minimum. Isabella asks why they don't just claim diplomatic immunity and get on a plane. So I guess, like, the whole mm-hmm. diplomat thing was it's real? real? I guess. I guess. Rebecca says that would look bad, especially after what happened in St. Bart's last winter. I was like, ooh, the plot. Thickens. What happened in what St. Bart? What happened? Was it like, why? So if her mom's a, okay, no, no, I mean, I guess diplomats can sound in anything, but why did her mom sound like she smokes 80 packs a day and lives in a trailer park on the phone? <laughs> right? I what, mean, yeah. What were they trying to lead us down there? See, that's the thing, Cruel Summer, you can't do this and be like, ha just kidding. That's dumb. You, she actually is a diplomat. Yeah, yeah. it's dumb. So back in summer, this random dude is fighting a rifle at bottles. And Brett says, sharpshooters have soft boners. So the dude tosses the gun to someone else because we just toss guns, loaded guns. And and Luke just grabs a pistol and hands it to Isabella. He says, keep the gun pointed at the ground until ready to shoot or you can blow somebody's head off. And Isabella struggling says, I have diplomatic immunity. I could kill all of you and get away with it. And he's (laughs) like, okay. He shows her how to aim and fire, and she misses and tries again, but she just keeps sucking. She says she is terrible, but Luke says he'll give her more lessons. And she says, okay, I'll be right back. I don't know where she goes. I don't know what she's doing, but she's just like... I, I said she walks away to get a beer, so... Oh, maybe she went to go fart. I don't know. I don't know what's happening at this place. <laughs> so Luke goes to aim the gun, and Megan just walks over and takes it from him and asks if he's going to show her how to shoot, too. But she shoots the gun and hits the bottle right away again and again because she's a sharpshooter and she obviously has a soft boner. And she asks him if he's dating Isabella and she says she deserves to know as his best friend and Isabella's landlord. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? So Isabella comes back and asks, what did I miss? I was like, um, Megan acting like a bitch. Nothing new. So um, Megan shoots again and then Isabella says, remind me to stay on your good side because obviously you could shoot me. So this is, like, supposed to lead up to, like, obviously, Megan shot him. But it, he didn't get shot. So obviously, Isabella shot him. Yeah. It's, <laughs> just clip that uh, elf ear. So, right. yeah. 
So, quickly, in the winter, Luke is standing at the end of the dock. Because I'm telling you, this is where everyone goes just to have a minute. Yeah, that's where you contemplate your life choices. Right. So, he's standing at the dock, breathing hard. He skips a stone angrily. Like, I didn't know that was possible, but that's what we're doing. And where I was, are the stones? That's where right. are stones? I said, where did he get a stone on a wooden dock? <laughs> it's not like a hundred foot finger pier. He carried that all the way from the shore just to throw it when he got out there. That was uh, like when Megan walked all the way out there and didn't go on the boat. It's stupid. <laughs> then he storms off. Back at the police station, a random deputy is watching TV when he hears a door slam behind him. And he turns around and he finds a box that says, attention, Sheriff Meyer. And I was like, wait, what? What? They don't have cameras at this police station? I, oh, I was just going to say, and they have no idea who did this because there are no security cameras at a freaking police station. Yeah. I, okay. Then you can just walk Ugh. in the police station. There's not like right. any like. No, there's no buzzer. You just yeah. walk right in. Okay. Yeah. No cameras. You can drop off a bomb. That could have been a fucking bomb. Maybe it is. Um, we don't know. <laughs> oh, it's a bomb. It's not the kind of bomb you're thinking of. So, in the green summer, Steve has shown up to Debbie's house with a casserole. His freezer is probably full, actually. She asks how he's holding up, and I'm like, how do you think, Debbie? How do you think? They just found his freaking son floating in the lake, or what? I haven't figured out what body of the water this is. But actually. was he floating? Like, I mean, he's been missing for a year. How did he just float to the surface? I don't know. I don't know. He says he's terrible because, of course, he is. He says, I'm not going to sleep again until I find out who killed him. Then he says, the sheriff told me about the fingerprints on the gun, but I'm not, like, accusing the girls of anything. I I know they were with Luke at the cabin last summer. Oh, and weirdly, just, you know, I thought I'd bring this up. Uh, Jack, the sheriff guy, he says that the cabin has been recently cleaned, which is weird because... I haven't been there in months. We all know Brent doesn't know a sponge from his ass cheek. So, like, <laughs> who cleaned it? And upstairs in this open concept house where you can listen in on every conversation that happens, Megan has been listening and she starts losing her shit. What? This is the worst investigation. Why is the sheriff telling this victim's family telling everything? Right. everything? Everything. Holding nothing no, back. There are no holdbacks in this investigation. Back at the boy farting thing, everyone is sitting <laughs> in, a cir- in a circle together except Megan. <laughs> she is sitting alone at a picnic table reading the book that Isabella gifted her. Why is she even here? Like, like waiting they... for waiting for them to need a sandwich. That's all she's doing. Yeah, waiting for them to notice her. Jeff comes over with his video camera because Jeff's the only person that gives half a shit about her. He wants to know what dark secrets lurk beneath her friendly surface. I was like, friendly? I was like, her friends don't even want to be around her. Like, she's not friendly. She shoves the camera away and she's like, stop. You know, I hate that thing. And he's like, well, it loves you. She grabs the camera from him and she starts filming him. And he's like, oh, what? What are you doing? And he explains that he likes to be behind the camera. Because he can be, like, in the moment, but also not. And eventually, people forget you're there. I was like, this just took a really dark turn. I like, said it's kind of like <laughs> Megan when you play Marco Polo. People yeah. forget you're so there. Everybody just forgets you're there. And you end up seeing a lot more than you would have. And I was like, Jeff has seen or is going to see some shit real soon. Because mm-hmm. that, that was a very pointed sentence. Jeff is openly flirting with her. But then he just gets up and walks away because Chatham, you know, mm-hmm. what we do. Yeah. In the bad times, in the green summer, Isabella is telling Debbie that she needs to get a lawyer like ASAP. And Debbie's like, no, it's cool. The sheriff and I have known each other forever. And Isabella says, look, Debbie, 
the sheriff is not your friend. He's a cop. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like, Debbie, wake the freak up. Megan, with her backwards cap, crosses her arms and says, you seem to know a lot about dealing with the law. And I was like, and you people are idiots. It's He's not your friend. It's a murder investigation. He is not your friend anymore. Y'all are smack dab in the center of this. Get a clue. Isabella ignores Megan and her backwards cap, and she just tells Debbie, get a lawyer, a really good one, and do it now. Like, right now. Like yesterday. Right now. Like yesterday. Like, get on the phone right now. Right. So back at the cabin in the summer of the good times, Megan is alone again, but now she's making sandwiches inside the cabin. Brent comes in, he grabs one, they did this odd bantering thing, and then he asks if Luke is going to close with the import. I was like, Brent is disgusting. He's like, this came out of Leftville. He's like, if you want her gone, I have your back. And she's, I'm like, what, does he like her? Does he want Brent, uh, Luke to get with her? Or does he want her out of here? I don't know. This is a weird interaction. She says she's got it under control. So then he calls out for Parker and says we're Audi 5000. And I haven't heard that in at least 20 years. But I might bring it back because I kind of like it. So in the winter blue times, Megan is at work when she looks over and she sees Isabella sitting at a booth with Lily, her sister. And Luke comes in and she says, what are you doing here? And he says, I wanted to see you. Are you okay? And she says she feels like an animal is in a zoo. And the camera pans over to Isabella just staring at her. And I was like, this is weird. So Luke kisses her and she freaks out because she looks at Isabella again. And she's like, you're going to make things worse. Luke says he took care of the tapes and everything is going to be okay. So we cut over to the box that's at that police station, the box that was dropped off. There are four tapes labeled Fall Break, Spring Break, Memorial Weekend, and Labor Day. And Sheriff is there and with um, Brent and Luke's dad. And Sheriff asks, these are all the tapes. And Brent says, I think so. And I have my notes, Dad says, Rhino Hard. (laughs) I think that was supposed to be Think Hard. Because I type it in the dark. I type it in the dark. So I don't know. I was like, what's wrong with your captions? No, it's my, it's my, it's my hands. Mm, It's you. It's what's wrong with you. And Brent says, yeah, I swear. So Sheriff tells him this is a criminal matter because some of these kids are underage. And I was like, thank you. That's been my point Mm -hmm. all along. And Dad's like, oh, Sheriff. You know, this is a family matter, and I'll take care of it from here. That's what Sheriff tells him. Um, no, this is a police matter. And I love that the dad's like, mm, judgment call. And I was like, really, it's not. No, it's really not. So then dad decides to be a total dick. He says, this is a judgment call, like, when your roof was leaking and the county didn't have money in the budget, but I put one on and kept you safe and dry. Or when Bonnie was six months in the rears on her rent and I worked out a payment plan. Or when I scraped you off the floor of my bar after you lost a big bet and made sure you got home in one piece. Judgment call. And the sheriff's like, well, I appreciate all of that, but I'm uh, trying to do my job here. And dad says, when I tell you I'm going to take care of something, you believe me because my word means something. You get rid of the tapes and I'll take care of Brent. Story ends here. And Brent just gets a shit-eaten grin like, yeah, take that, Mm -hmm. sheriff. So they go out to the car and... Brent says, the sheriff looks like he's going to piss his pants and starts laughing. And the dad grabs him by the neck and, like, shoves his head down and says, You told me there was only one tape, which would be bad enough, but there were six! What is wrong with you? I thought I didn't have to worry about you, that you were on a good path. Your mother would be horrified. And he's like, I should have let the sheriff throw the book at you. Don't make me regret it. And then he's like, I don't, I don't see him let go of his head, but then all of a sudden he'd fly out of the parking lot. Maybe he's driving with one hand. He's still got his head shoved down into the... <laughs> bottom of the 
seat. I don't know. I was like, have you met Brent before today? You thought he Brent was, on, was the, good the one path. on the good Yeah. Path. <laughs> so stupid. Okay. We're back at the cabin. Everyone is roasting marshmallows. And I was like, okay, Yellow Jackets. <laughs> Isabella wants to play Two Truths and a Lie. Uh, she says she wants to play so she can get some dirt on everyone, you know, for future blackmail. Luke volunteers to go first. Okay. These are his. First, his mom wanted to name him Xerxes, but his dad said no. Two, he's had a pen pal in San Diego since third grade. I was like, oh, that one's for sure true because he has no real friends. And three, I've been to three out of the seven wonders of the world. And I was like, man, I'll buy that one. They're rich, like small town rich, but not travel the world rich. And Megan says Legoland doesn't count as a wonder of the world. So I guess that one was the lie. Okay. Now it's Jeff's turn. Raw chicken legs freak me out. I dislocated my shoulder once and I can still pop it back out of the joint. And when I was a little kid, I was in a commercial. And it's the lies the commercial because if Jeff had ever been on a commercial, he would have never shut up about it. Now it's Isabella's turn. She says, I saw NSYNC at a tiny club in Barcelona before they got famous. I broke my leg in three places while skiing in the Swiss Alps. And I have severe... Okay, I can do this. Somnambulism. Okay. And <laughs> Jeff is me. He was like, some, but it means that she sleepwalks. She adds that a few nights ago, Debbie found her in the backyard practically naked. Right, Megan? You saw me out there. And Megan's like, yeah, totally did. And so she and Isabella smile at each other. And I guess that one is the lie but also um can we talk about the fact that she broke her leg in three places like wouldn't she have like plates and screws and like scars and we've seen her in a bikini and i think the point was all three were lies everyone was i think because she can't tell the truth bella you tricky bitch yeah i think all of them were lies but she got megan to like to lie with her uh, so they would believe uh, her oh my god you're so smart okay i guess in the future, so somehow Debbie has gotten a lawyer, and the lawyer is talking to Megan and Debbie, and he says the sex tape gives them an angle they can sell. Megan's like, yeah, Megan Landry, jilted lover. The fingerprints, and you were the last one to see Luke, starts to tell a story, um, and he's like, oh, by the way, I've got a phone call, i got to leave. So he steps away, and Megan says, um, this lawyer seems good and expensive. How'd you get the money? Did you borrow it from Steve? You know, whose child I killed, and that's the murder we're investigating? How dumb. And Debbie says, I've never asked him for anything in 12 years. And I still thought she was talking about Steve, but she's not. She's talking about Megan's father. Um, Debbie says, he owes them, and Megan is appalled. And Debbie's like, I'm not going to let my pride stand in the way of your best possible defense. And Megan's like, well, I'm going to pay him back every cent with the $3 I make from selling cassettes (laughs) to weird nerds. And... The lawyer all of a sudden comes back and says, we need to get down to the station. And I was like, but you didn't come up with a story. Like, you didn't, you got nothing. (laughs) So, Summer, back around the campfire, Jeff is telling the story of the Blair Witch Project. Apparently, they've never seen it. I don't know. It's coming out next weekend. Oh, okay. So, Luke says, oh, crap, is it raining as two drops fall? So, they hurry to bring everything inside. And Megan stands in the rain because she's sick of carrying everybody's shit inside. And Isabella kind of watches her, and she walks up to her, and she says, thanks for the sleepwalking assist. And Megan asks if she wants to go inside, and Isabella's like, I don't really care. And then she says, me and Lisa spent a whole storm in the ocean. The sound of rain underwater is my favorite. 
And Megan says, oh, me too. And I was like, how much time are you guys spending underwater? <sighs> Isabel says, I think Jeff is crushing on you hard. And Megan says, no way. The boys think I'm gross. And Isabel says, what? You're smart, fun, and hot. That's the crush trifecta. Maybe you used to be one of the guys, but those days are over. And then a storm rolls in and they just keep standing in the rain because they have no brain. Quickly, in the future, Megan arrives at the police station wearing a dress with her Crisco hair. Like, it's that street... I, I don't understand it. It's intentional, but why know. is it intentional? But as she walks in, she clocks Isabella in another room, and they stare sadly at each other as the door closes. Oh, God. Back at the rainy cabin, it's completely pouring now. Isabella and Megan run towards the cabin, but the guys are playing that the, that stupid slapping game. Like, y'all, you know what I'm talking about. And Megan's like, do you want to get out of here and sleep in actual beds? And Isabel's like, yes, please. So they run to the car and they're giggling about how glad they are that they left. And Megan's like, well, you and Luke look like you were having fun at least. And Isabella kind of ignores that. And she asks Megan how she got Brent to leave. And she says, you just have to know how to handle him. Uh, he tries to act cool, but he's just a stunted child. I used to think he was so cool before, dot, 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 and Isabella finishes before his mom died. And I was like, what? That is so mean. You thought he was cool before his mom died? What? That doesn't even make any sense. In the blue winter times at the Chambers house, Steve wants to have a chat with Luke. He opens up a notebook on the table like he's prepared a statement that he's going to read. He starts, when I was in the army... We call guys like your brother Delta Sierras. And Luke is like, Delta, uh, oh, like a dipshit. And Steve is like, yeah, you know the type. As soon as things get tough, they bail. I, th- I, I thought he thought Brent was the one that had it all together. Now, all of a sudden, he's a dipshit. He says, but you, you're straight up, honest, best son ever. Here's your award. But I know you dropped off those tapes. Somehow he knows this because Luke wears a size 11 Converse. Make it make sense. Was there a footprint on the floor that that I missed? I don't understand. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like they cut parts of either the script or of the footage. Editing. Editing went crazy. And they're like, oh, I don't care if this makes sense. I don't like that part. We got to cut. We got to cut four minutes for commercials anyway steve keeps going he says so yeah your brother the dipshit uh he would never intentionally humiliate our family like you did luke tries to explain that he just wanted to see brent get in trouble and steve closes his little notebook so it's clear that this conversation is over and he says look our family business is private got it and then he irish goodbyes so winter continued jeff and freddie come into the bar where megan works and sees her in Isabella and he's like hey they're like hey it's our leading ladies what's up Isabella you want to hang out tonight or you only into guys with girlfriends and Lily who is this all takes place in the same year she's dressed like she's nine like in pigtails and like this little thing Mm -hmm. and she's like what are you guys talking about and Isabella says nothing and Megan drags Jeff away and says my little sister is here and Jeff says well Luke tell Luke I'll hold the camera next time and Megan wants to know if that will make him feel better. And Jeff says, yeah, it kind of. You chose the wrong guy. I would never would have done that to you. And the tape cut out before we got a good look. But I know that laugh anywhere. It used to be one of my favorite things about you. And Megan's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So Jeff knows it was her on the tape because he knows her by her laugh. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. So in the future times, we're at this like interrogation thing. So Sheriff is asking Megan when she first heard Luke was missing. And she says the same as everyone else the day after the party. And he asked what she had no contact with him after that point. And 
And then, of course, it, it's doing like it did the last episode. It's going back and forth. Like, he's asking questions, and then it'll be mm-hmm. Megan's answering one, and Isabel's answering one. And he says, um, so she had no contact with him after that point. And Isabel says, no, we weren't that close. And he says, can you explain how the prints were on the gun? And Isabel says Luke showed her how to shoot. And she'd never held a gun before. And Megan says she used it last summer with a bunch of them when they went to the cabin. And he wants to know, well, why aren't there other prints on the gun? Rebecca, the lawyer, says Isabella doesn't have to answer. And Sheriff asks Megan if she was angry with Luke after the party. And her lawyer says no comment. And I was like, what happened to this party? So they're flashing between Megan and Isabella. And the sheriff asks if she wanted revenge for betraying her, breaking her heart. And the lawyer says no comment. Okay, so in the blue winter times, Brent confronts Luke about ratting him out to the sheriff. Luke denies it, but Brent's like, doesn't matter anyway. Daddy fixed it, so I'm not going to get in trouble. But if it wasn't you who turned over my tapes, it must have been your little side skank. So I'll just take this up with her. And then I wrote, Chatham, goodbye. Because that was just the end of that scene. He just walks away. Back in the car with Isabella and Megan after leaving the cabin in the rain, they pull up to the house and they catch... Debbie and Megan's dad like outside making out like school kids. Megan is pissed. She runs into the airstream with Isabella and she's like, I can't believe she would do this to us. And Isabella is so confused. Megan explains, that's my dad. His name is Keith. He's a musician in a lame rock band. They weren't ever married, but he was around for birthdays and holidays when I was little. But then she talks about how he slept in late and made up songs about brushing teeth and doing laundry. I was like, okay, was he there for special occasions or was he there making up songs about brushing his teeth and sleeping in late? Which one was it? She says that when her mom got pregnant with Lily, they were fighting a lot and he wasn't around as much. And by the time Lily was born, he was pretty much gone. It's been years. Why would she want to bring him back in our lives? And Isabella's like, I think that's something you should ask your mom. Yeah, your mom. Your mom. So back in the winter blue times, Megan and Isabella are leaning against a car in the dark. I think they're at the docks because that's where we like to hang out. Yeah. When this Jeep drives up and it's Jeff. He gets out and Isabella says, whatever you heard on that tape, you can't prove it. And I was like, way to be real cool about this. Like, (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. By the way, meet us later. Jeff says, uh, he says, I don't know what he says. Yeah, I just says, Jeff says you. Oh, he's, I mean, he's like, I heard you on the tape, Megan. And Megan says, well, I, on the other hand, can prove how you paid for all that fancy camera equipment. Unless you want us spilling your secrets, you're going to keep your mouth shut. And Jeff said, but you swore you'd never tell. And Megan's like, I don't want to. I had a great time with you last summer. I don't want it to get messy. And he's like, um, so is this blackmail? And I was like, um, fuck yeah, it is. What, what part did you understand? <laughs> yeah. And... Sure. Megan says it's mutual destruction. Choose your own adventure or don't. Okay. So back in the summer, um, the girls are still in the Airstream Gulfstream RV hobo hotel. And they're eating a shit ton of candy. And Megan asks if Isabella is close to her dad. And she says, no, he's older and he's serious. They don't talk much. He and my mom are obsessed with their jobs. Somebody told her, your parents are obsessed with landing a plane. And hang on. She says they're like pilots. They're obsessed with landing the plane, and I'm just a passenger. I didn't even yeah. write that down. I'm just some passenger in the back. I'm more of an inconvenience than anything. And they throw money at me to hide their guilt. And Megan's like, um, I'm sure they love you. And as well as like, they have a lousy way of showing it. I know Debbie's not perfect, but she listens to you when you talk to her. Just like I don't want her to listen when I tell her that it was me on the tape. <laughs> um, she's like, my parents haven't heard a word I've said in five years. Megan's like, a headline: adults suck. Oh, by the way, I'm glad you're here. 
And it smells. I hate the writing on this. I know show. it's so stupid. And Isabel's like, "Me too." And Maggie's like, "But this candy is awful." And Isabel's like, "I wanted you to try something from Europe." And they laugh. So does Isabel think it's awful too? Because why would she bring so much of it? It's so dumb. What? She doesn't, but she's not going to tell Megan that because Megan said it was gross and she wants Megan to like her. She's like, I know, right? It's so icky. Let me have yours. (laughs) (laughs) So back in the future, Sheriff asked Megan to tell him about the last time she saw Luke. And she says she told him a million times. They left the party together. They parked down by the beach. And then she drove him home a couple hours later. And he's like, well, that's funny because security footage from the Chambers driveway from midnight to 7 a.m. shows nothing. No sign of your car or Luke at any point. And so the sheriff's like, um, just one more thing. You say you haven't been to the cabin since last summer. And she's like, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I'm totally not lying about any of this stuff. So Rebecca asks Isabella if she's sure she's told her everything. And Isabella says, yes, she swears. So the sheriff pulls out a bag and sits in front of Isabella and asks her to explain how her bag was found stashed in a crawl space in the cabin. You know, the scene of Luke's murder. And Isabella makes us... A... That's how I wrote it, too. I wrote, murder. <laughs> Isabella makes a, stink, <laughs> makes a stink face because it's the bag that Megan had thrown over her shoulder when she went to go clean the cabin. And then the sheriff opens up the bag and pulls out a stack of money and asks her what it's for. Like, why do you care? It's her money. Leave her alone. Because how many 17-year-olds carry around stacks of cash? Although she is a, a diplomat. diplomat yeah. So, And her parents throw money at her to keep her happy. So, I mean, that wouldn't be that And she's weird. not paying any bills. She's living off Debbie and her cancer diagnosis or whatever she's got going on. Right. This is a bad investigation. This is just a bad show. It's all bad. It's very bad. Well, let's see. What is something they can tell us? Okay. What is your favorite scary movie? So we know that Megan's favorite scary movie is Halloween. And Jeff knows this, which made her, I swear, I was like, she is happier than when she got that acceptance letter from UW. When she's like, oh my God, you know what my favorite movie is? I'm going to go with Pet Cemetery. I don't like scary movies because I just, I don't, I mean, we've watched a bunch of them. I don't really like any of them. Scary, I don't, Pet Cemetery makes me want to gag. Just think about that one. I don't like mm-hmm. that one at all. I'm going to go with the one that really freaked me out was The Conjuring. That one freaked me out and so did that movie Hush. Oh, yeah. That was one scared me. Um, I don't think I have a favorite. The Ring messed me up for like a long time. Oh, I didn't like it. I don't, I mean, I didn't, I mean. Traumatized me. Eh. I can't, I'm, there's one like right there at the tip of my brain and I can't think of what it is, but I don't know. Like Poltergeist freaked me out when I was little. I don't like gore. I don't want to see like a bunch of slasher stuff. So the scary movies like that, right. I don't like those. But like, the, but I did really like Scream. Yeah. I, because it was like making fun of the slasher right. genre. So but I, I like, I did enjoy that. The ones that are, like get me are like, I guess maybe they're more supernatural ones where like, mm-hmm. and it's always scares me. If somebody like you're standing and there's somebody walks behind you and then they turn around, there's nobody there. That scares the shit out of me because I feel like that happens in my house all the time. So (laughs) that's what I don't like. They'll scare me. So whatever. I don't like movies like Hush or like Strangers because um, like I'm by myself. I'm not in my house. Should I say that? I don't know. Because, you know, sometimes I'm just here like with just the kids and that freaks me out that somebody could just show up to your house. 
Yeah, I want a motivation. And the fact that there's people out there that will just come to your house and kill you, that that's terrifying. I don't want that. Yeah. I want to That's why that strange is have... so scary cuz they said, "Why did you do this?" and they said cuz you were home. I mean, that is scary. I want my murder to be justified. <laughs> like <laughs> I want to yes, fucking pissed you off, so you murdered me. That's what we got to do. Right. Yeah, I want to earn my murder. Right. Like, yeah. I hear you. All right. Well, if you want to let us know what your favorite scary movie is, or if you don't like scary movies, you can tell us that. You can tell us pretty much anything. And where can you tell us all these things and none of these things, Tiffany? You can send us an email at that's so original podcast at gmail.com. You can go to our website at that's so original podcast.com. You can go and visit us on Facebook or Instagram. Check out our awesome memes at that's so original podcast. You can go to X Twitter, the the artist formerly known as Twitter, and go to <laughs> That's So Pod. You can like us and review us on iTunes. That'd be great. That'd be super awesome if we had a yeah. bunch of reviews. Yeah. Or follow us on Spotify or pretty much anywhere you can get your podcasts at. We are there. We are just waiting for you. Hi, it's not scary movie at all. <laughs> no, we're not scary at all. No. Yeah. And if you go to Spotify, go to the stars and all you have to do is click the five stars and you don't even have to write anything. It's even easier. Yes. Than the iTunes stuff. I love so no simple. commitment. There's really no reason why. You, yeah. yeah. Oh, shoot. I wanted to mention that we are a niche podcast for women named Megan because. <laughs> my two friends Indeed. my two friends named Megan have both freaked out at me this week about our podcast about things that we've said in the podcast so I feel like we are a very niche specific podcast towards women named Megan tell all your friends named Megan <laughs> to come to and the show's us. about got a Megan in it full circle right. it's perfect full circle Full circle. The next episode is called Springing a Leak. So oh. maybe that boy party, you know, branches away from farting and they just start pissing <laughs> everywhere. Who knows? Well, I guess we'll find out. Okay. We will be back next time talking about that episode and so many other wonderful things because we're wonderful. And um, yeah, so bye. Bye. Bloody knuckles. What the fuck? <laughs>